What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd. Joined, as always, by Glenn Enos Jr. and Matthew Souza. Fuck! <laughs> oh my god! What's up, guys? <laughs> it's that early in the podcast. Yes, it's that early in the I... podcast. For those of you who don't know, that's the vine of the little dog. Go, she goes, let me sit, speak, and he goes, fuck! And it, it's, it's my favorite vine maybe ever here we go <laughs> so we've decided that's what we're going to lead off with in uh, our fucks of the week yeah on our weekly uh, episodes during the season yes so that way we don't have to mason y'all fuck it'll, it'll sound yeah. a lot better in uh in practice obviously think but, uh, yeah probably not eh, probably not we'll probably fuck it up somehow uh have anyway faith, guys Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us today. We got a we got a loaded show. Is it? Not really. Uh, so, how do we so, normally kick things off on the show recently? Oh, uh, you know what? I, um, I feel like it has to do. Oh, that's right. So the segment I like to call the news with Matthew Souza. Everybody, welcome into the news. What's we, the segment? Wait, we, what's, yeah, what's we, the segment what's called? The segment it's called the news. Oh, the right. news. Uh, we covered that last time, and now it's time to cover more news. What kind of news? NFL news. What does that stand for? National Football League news. Uh, yeah, that was a test, and you you passed. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, so guys, no one knows. Let's just <laughs> keep lead, it that way. Let's just keep lead off way. with the antics of Antonio Brown. Uh, Tony Brown. Yeah, Tony, Tony Brown. Tony Brown. Until he gets his shit together. What did he do this time? Tell me. It's News, about, man. It's about the helmet, man. What about it? Well, he conceded the fact that he can't use his old helmet, right? Yeah. Except he didn't. Did he? Well, his, so. his old helmet was over 10 years old, and that's against the rules. Is it? Yeah. Who made the, the rules? rules? Ten. What? Who made the rules? The N O C S A E. The N O C S A E. I explained. I explained what that was last episode, and I forgot what it meant. I didn't even listen to the last episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> Brown actually found a, a helmet that he oh, was. Oh no, no 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 no! Don't call him Brown. Call I'm, him I'm Tony. Tony. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's twice he did that weird laugh. Because he's like, these motherfuckers, when? let me talk just about the Just now? Just now. It's usually, it's like a... It's a Kawhi Leonard, but... It's, um... Uncomfortable laugh? Maybe. No, I think it was more so that I was trying to buy time. Oh, stalling laugh. It's a stalling laugh. It's Joseph Stalling you ask, laugh. You're asking me all these questions, and I'm trying to get my I shit mean, together. I you mean, know, you think we put you for the news segment because you can answer the tough questions? You're asking me who, who certified all these rules But and then stuff. we realize that you're just a guest... So that's why we gave you the Alright, according to Pro Football Talk, PFT? Tony Tony submitted a nine year old helmet Tony. for testing. A <laughs> nine year old helmet? Instead of <laughs> instead of <laughs> ten years. Hey Dad, give me back my helmet! A, not a nine year old's helmet. <laughs> a nine year old helmet. Okay. And it failed. So once again, without a legal helmet, he's refusing to practice. In a new model. That was the case, but we saw an update that he practiced today, right? What's today? Monday. 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 Monday what? August 19th. 2000 and... Holy shit! 
It's almost football season. Yeah, that's why we've been doing these podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, Tony Brown, uh, Is big baby. Yeah, he's basically, baby. he's conceived the fact that his helmet of choice is illegal. So now he's in the process of finding a right one, a good one that he's happy with. And so far, no progress. He submitted one, like I just said, it failed. Now they're asking that he submits not just one, but two helmets of different years to yes. maybe speed up this process. Like, this guy's crazy. I'm if I'm, if I'm, right, if I'm, I'm done with this guy, he's a jackass. Yeah, Tony Brown can fuck off for a little bit. If I'm John Gruden, I'm fucking pissed. Like, dude, you just traded to get this motherfucker on your team because he's supposed to be the best wide receiver in the league. He's supposed to get you out of the slump shit that the Raiders, the Raiders, yeah, have been Raiders. over the past couple of years. Yeah. And he's not playing because of a fucking helmet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say, um. The I'm Raiders? Sorry. Uh, no, uh, duh, fuck. Um, I wasn't quite following exactly what you said, but I thought you said, the Raiders. Actually, um, I said, the Raiders. Oh, okay. Fuck, good boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, yeah, so that. You shouldn't be. Enough of the Tony Brown <laughs> news. Be. Until I hear something good from Tony Brown. He's not going to be on the news anymore. I mean, he did practice today. That's fine and dandy. But figure that helmet shit out, dude. Like, enough's enough. Stop being a pussy. You know, they... Oh, I've... In part... <laughs> Wait, listen. Sorry, sorry. Part of this uh, article says that... Yeah, under the co- uh, context of what can the Raiders... What can the Raiders... The Raiders... Do? Nice. Good, good save. Good save. It said they could send Tony the dreaded, in quotes, five-day letter. Formally demanding he report to camp within five days, and if he does not show up, then they would be allowed to place him on the reserve slash left squad list, used for players who leave the team during camp without permission. That would make him ineligible to play for the entire season, but it would also mean the Raiders won't have to pay him his guaranteed money. <laughs> what? Well, well, and if I'm the Raiders, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I know. Um, so I don't think that's uh, going to happen. But if you're Tony, you don't want that to happen either. Yeah. But yeah, he's but psychotic. I feel like at that point, he doesn't think that. You're just going to call their bluff because they're not going to do that. No chance. Yeah. No. yeah, let's move on. Okay. Well, enough of that fucking guy. Keenan Allen injured his ankle and will miss the entirety of the preseason. What a, <laughs> what a fucking swerve that was. He goes, the entirety. I thought he was going to say the entire season. That's where you're wrong. Yeah, that's what I wanted to sound like. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, I was going to kill him. I was going to kill him. I really was. Yeah, he tweaked his ankle. He's going to miss the preseason. Likely to be back for week one. Uh, but, you, you know, ankle injuries, he runs on those. He runs on feet, which are connected to the ankle. You need the ankle to make the cuts, to make the speed. I thought you meant he literally fast. ran on ankle injuries, and I was like, what? Like America runs on Duncan? Uh, Keenan Allen runs on ankle injuries? Yeah, kind We're of. not sponsored by Duncan. No. I wish we were. So fuck them until they sponsor Whoa, 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 whoa. Really? They're never going to be as well. You're burning that. a bridge that we didn't even start to build yet. Yeah, now we're never going to get Duncan's. CEO of Duncan's listening to this right now saying, fuck these kids. Yeah. Go drink Starbucks, assholes. I mean, we're not, Star- we're not sponsored by Starbucks either. But, I mean... This is, this is actually the second injury he suffered this month. Uh, yeah, Keenan Allen... Um, he had a knee injury earlier in August. I kind of... like If this was any other star wide receiver, I'd be like, wow, that kind of sucks. But I feel like Keenan Allen gets hurt all the time. Keenan Allen, uh, born with glass bones and paper skin. Yeah. These are minor issues. 
He'll be fine for week one, we hope. Yeah, but it, it could be like death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just keep adding up and adding up, and eventually, how much can one guy take? Well, and Jessica Jones, right, that lesbian chick got caught a thousand times. Spoilers! She lived. Sp- wait, what? Her boss. Oh. Remember that? No. Alright, no. this is a fantasy football podcast, and we got Josh Gordon news. Kush! Gordon! Knock on wood, no. <laughs> yeah. Jinx, knock on wood? You owe me a soda. What kind? Pepsi. Nope. Oh. Damn. Uh, so what's the news about Kush Gordon? Well, he's been reinstated. Nice, I told you. On a conditional basis. He's going to live in Bill Belichick's house. <laughs> he's going to smoke I don't think Bill, Bill Belichick's like weed. That. Did I just do the laugh again? <laughs> You might have. <laughs> it's my laugh, okay? I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't sound like a dying old man, all right? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, subject to appropriate progress on clinical care and other arrangements, he will be able to be permitted to participate in team activities, including practice. Good. Because he will not have had sufficient conditioning at practice time, however, he may attend but may not play in the Patriots Thursday August 22nd, preseason game. That's okay, because you know why? Coveted dress rehearsal. Preseason, preseason doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Jinx, knock on wood, you owe me a soda. What kind? You guys Pepsi. No. Oh, come on. Preseason matters. Says the news guy. Yeah. Keep doing the news. Stick to, hey, 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 rookie, stick the news, dude. <laughs> well, I had more, but now I feel like I don't want to talk anymore. No, give me some more news, because... Well, Glenn's favorite news is Jerry Jones saying, Zeke who? Oh, I love, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me it means nothing, but Glenn wanted to talk about it. I want to talk about it because... Jerry Jones is a fucking moron. No, nah, dude, I love it, man. I love it. In a joking interview, I'll report the news because you're not doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jerry Jones was asked about Tony Pollard and his performance in this past preseason game, the preseason game that didn't matter. And, oh, um, that one. Jerry Jones said, uh, no, the question asked to him was, how will Tony Pollard, you know, do in the offense and complimenting Zeke? And Jerry Jones said, who? And the guy was like, oh, Tony. And he's like, no, no. Zeke who? And he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a joke, dude. It's funny banter. It's something to give the fans. Obviously, he knows who the fuck Zeke is. He's making a joke. He's just saying that because Tony Pollard has shown, so far in training camp and in preseason, that doesn't matter. That um, so Tony he's, Pollard doesn't matter. He's doing a good job. No, I said training camp matters, but preseason games don't matter. Fuck. Exactly. Um, apparently though, Zeke's agent wasn't too fond of that. Neither was Zeke. Reportedly, they said it was disrespectful. How about this? How about? Sorry. Oh. Sorry. How about this? How about you sack up? Go to training camp and then get a deal done. Like, listen, I love Zeke. I'm one of Zeke's biggest fans. But enough's enough. This team is supposed to be, uh, you know, challenging for a Super Bowl. And then you have your star running back holding out, waiting for a contract deal. Like I said, I get it. He wants to get paid. But do what Dak and Cooper are doing. They want to get paid too, but they're, they're playing with the team. Time to show up or shut up. I think... I think Jerry Jones holds all the marbles, especially with the performance that Tony Pollard is putting on. I'm not saying he's going to replace Zeke, but I think his comments, this and that, sure, it frustrates you. How about this? Go to camp, get a deal done, make Jerry Jones shut up. That's all, you know. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, dude. 
Like, Jerry Jones should have known that this was going to piss off Zeke. I could have said that, like, like... It's a negotiation not, tactic. I know. No, but I'm saying, like, obviously this is going to piss off your your star running back. Like, no shit it's going to piss off your star running back. So I think he's an idiot for saying it. But at the same time, Zeke, dude, stop being a bitch, bro. Like, That's for the real. second guy you called a bitch, though. Yeah. yeah, you better watch it. I'll call someone else a bitch, too. What if Zeke and Bert, Tony are listening to this in, like, in a car together? They're going to come here. Well, they're they're going to come for you. Whatever. Yeah, you. Excuse me. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> you all right? No. Uh, so, this... D- d- like, stop. Stop it. Just stop, dude. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. Zeke just needs to shut the fuck up and get his contract going. Like, his... Negotiation with the team going because just sitting on the sideline being like, Oh, dude, you hurt my feelings. Don't say that, Jerry. Come on, man. I don't think he said that. Come on, dude. Jerry World. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. I just want to ride the party bus. Kind of sounds like Ronnie Littlefield from Ballers. <laughs> nah. Come on, Spence. What do you mean, man? <laughs> with a little less Come on, man. brain cells. Oh. So anyway. It's autistic. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Zeke, you want to get fed, bro? You got to show up to the fucking kitchen table first, dog. Okay. Okay. There you go. Why don't you uh, add him on Twitter? That's all I have to say about that, because I don't use my Twitter anymore. Well said. Oh, yeah. I forgot you're too good for Twitter. No, I still use Instagram. Not like... That's on Twitter. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not like I'm too good for social media. Yeah, I said Twitter. I didn't say social media. Uh, Is that it with the news, Susan? Yeah. All right, good. Because you did a horrible job at your job. (laughs) Clean it the fuck up. Sheesh, we're going to get somebody else to do the news. I thought it was fine. That was all right. I'm all right. Okay, okay, guys. No one even knows what we're talking about today. You guys today. sound we like Zeke right and Jerry Jones. Let's nah. Maybe Jerry. Uh, sure. Guys, we have bus and sleepers today. Oh, are you the host of this fucking show? Well, someone's got to do the host job, okay? That wow. should be the first thing that's said. We are just engaging in friendly banter. Yeah, this is a podcast. We talk on this show. Fuck! <laughs> All right, Susan, sleepers and busts. And there's more after that. Why don't you tell them? Oh, well, why, don't we, why don't we wait? We because we don't that. want people to be engaged and know what's to come. Well, the thing is, if they know what's to come later, they're just going to tune us out now. Then What are you talking about? They're going to want to know. They want to hear about what's to come. They're, you're going to make them wait. That's like, that's like uh, not showing trailers. That's what, we call, that's what we call a tease in the industry. Yeah. What? That's like, a, what? a tease? That's like, that's like saying not showing a movie trailer is a tease. Doesn't no, make sense. No, you gotta no, no. tell them what to what what's to come. You know we're gonna talk about a certain division that we've been putting off for a really long time. Yes. And you'll see what division it is. Long division. But first, but first, busts or sleepers, sponsored by nobody, <laughs> no one, because we're poor as fuck. Because Panajim's dad won't sponsor us. That's true. <laughs> But not just that, if you're listening to this, why don't you give us a sponsor? Dude, we're just three good Christian boys looking for a looking for a sponsor, man. I'm Catholic. <laughs> um, oops. My name's Matt. Not Christian. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, guys, who wants to go first? Sleepers and bus. Are we talking sleepers or are we talking bus first? Are we going one sleeper, one bus, one sleeper, one bus? What Let's talk sleepers. Nice. I yeah, thought that was yeah, going to go longer, I'll be honest. Yeah, I did. I did. All right. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. All right. Who wants to go first? Let's go first. Not me. Me neither. All right. Looks like I'm going first. Okay. So, my first sleeper pick is. Wait, what's a sleeper? Ooh, good oh, question. God, do I have to bring up the fucking? We, I, I, sorry, urban, I just thought about that. Urban like, dictionary definition. I, what? We're doing no. a sleep. We're doing a segment on sleepers. I don't even know what a sleeper is. All right. Well, uh, somebody explain. So you're not prepared then. All sorry. right. A sleeper is obviously someone who isn't well known and has a breakout season. What Glenn said first, but then Sousa added, "I would only add that sleepers could be well known. They're just not generally expected to do well, like one of his picks." That he is going to discuss later. See, that's what we that's call. Not that's true. what we call a tease. That's, that's a tease. Not, but right it's not there. true, though. That's oh, not, never mind. That's not one of the guys I decided. Okay, well, he'll briefly mention this. So that's a false right tease. It's called. It's a. I don't know. A fees. A fees. Yeah. It's, you get pay the toll. Fee. Pay the toll to get by. Anyway. Yeah. Well, what do you got, man? People are tuning out by the millions. So millions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh. So my first sleeper pick. I said millions. My first sleeper pick <laughs> is running back Damian Harris from the New England Patriots. Who's that? Damian Harris is a running back that the uh, Patriots took this year in the uh, last dra- in the 2019 draft. Oh, uh, so that's what you meant by say running back from the New England Patriots. What? You said Damian Harris a running back from the New England Patriots. And I said, who's that? You said Damian Harris is a running back who was drafted by the New England Patriots. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't even... Paying attention. I said in the 2019 draft as well. You forgot that oh, part. That too. Anyway, he so was what, a former... What's, uh, what's so sleepy about him? All right, so he's a former back at Alabama where he accrued 477 rushing attempts, 3,070 yards, and 23 rushing touchdowns. In one season? Uh, no. Oh, then that's not that impressive. Can you just... Fucking please. Thank you. Anyway, so... In most situations, obviously, everyone, we've talked about this multiple times on the pod, podcast, what we've been previewing for this coming season. You cannot trust Patriots running backs, for the most part. However, yeah. I would like you to consider a second. Sony Michelle has had a lot of problems uh, with injury. Gizmo. Gizmo making her second appearance. Guess who's back on the Stellar Seller podcast? Gizmo, do you agree with me? All right, awesome. Uh, I was shaky. Yeah, she said. I was like, mm, I don't know. Mm, fuck you. Okay. So, yeah, as I was saying, Patriots running backs are shaky. But I would like you to put faith in Damian Williams as a potential sleeper. Damian Harris. Damian Harris. Why did I say Damian Williams? Because in Susan's top ten. Yeah, that's why. Oh. Um. So. The uh, Patriots last year finished as a, the number five rushing team. Damn. Yeah. So times are a change in New England. Okay. Patriots can still throw the ball because uh, obviously they have Tom Brady as a quarterback, but they obviously have become a uh, more so rushing team. Uh, and James White, as we discussed earlier, uh, finished as the number eleven Fantasy Pros number eleven running back last year. Mm. So, here's the thing, dude. 
He had, as as I said, as I said earlier, he had three thousand yards accrued over his entire tenure with Alabama. But he had two not one season, not one season. He had two one thousand rushing yard seasons though. Um, so I imagine the third was also a thousand. Uh, well, it just says two thousand yard rushing season. So he. Probably he had, had 3,000 yards. Yeah, no, he, he could have had more had than 1,000 both 1, 000. years and then yeah. like 800 the last year. Yeah, if you say, oh, this guy had 1,000 yards rushing, you don't, it's not, you could have had 1,200. You could have 1,900. Uh, yeah, that's an option. That's over 1,000. All right, yeah, it's like stand corrected. All right, anyway. Sorry, Mason. Yeah, thank you. Um, so basically, as I said, uh, Michelle's dealt with a lot of injuries in addition to the, f- the fact that he really wasn't, Extremely good at catching the ball last year. Who? Sony Michelle. Oh. Um, so, the thing about Damian Harris is that, number one, he has proved through his tenure at Alabama, where he was a workhorse back, that he can handle a high workload, high volume, um, and he can be a hard-nosed runner. And he's also more efficient at catching the ball than Sony Michelle. So, I think that Damian Harris can be a potential sleeper uh, due to the fact that his average ADP is 144 currently. Go round is a... Oh, my God, dude. Uh, that would be the 12th round if you're in a 12-man league. So, yeah, that's good math, dude. Yeah, so... AP calculus. That one, yeah, AP calculus. Anyway. AP calculus. Wait a minute, though. Calculus. What? So you're praising James White for finishing number 11 according to Fantasy Pros or some shit. Yeah. We all know Sony Michelle did pretty well. Are they all supposed to just step aside? Yeah, what about Nick no, 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 no. This sounds like a committee well, see, situation. No, here's what about a, Tom Brady? He just broke a 1,000 rushing yards in his career. Right. Don't forget Fuck, about I Brandon Bolden. I forgot Bolton. about that. Shut up. He's not on the team anymore. Personally, really? Really? I think that Rex Burkhead Rick. is going to get cut. Well, that's fucked up. That's um, a man's job. Yeah, because... kids. You got dude, kids? He does. No, dude. In our league, James White finished eight. Well, in our league, James White finished eight, half, half PPR. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, I think if there is, you, he's like a guy. Obviously, twelfth round. That's a bench player right there. Is but it? yes. I thought I was gonna start my twelfth round. Oh my god, this is rough sledding. Yeah, I know. Cause you guys won't let me fucking talk for more than five second increments. Oh really? Increments. Yes, really. Taking up the whole segment. Whatever. I think Damian... The fuck. Williams? <laughs> Not Damian Williams. Damian Harris is going to be a sleeper. Go fuck yourselves. If Sony Michelle gets hurt, expect him to take the role and contribute significantly. Oh. That's what uh, I'm saying. I'm going to have to disagree. Yeah, go ahead. But, uh... Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> uh, I don't trust it. He might be a sleeper, but... Sounds like, with, with your last statement, there might have to be an injury before we see something. Yeah, I mean, or if he becomes a better uh, pass catching back. What about James White? Poor James guy. White, they'll probably use in third downs. The thing about Sony Michelle is that there was not a lot of. It wasn't really up to debate what he was doing when he was on the field. A lot of the times, if he was in the backfield, they were running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So. Without any milk. So, if Damian Harris can catch the ball and run the ball well, 
then then James it's White, harder for defenses to assume what the Patriots are going to do. Then James White and Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkett all lose their jobs. Yeah. we got to move on to the next guy. Jesus Christ. Is that the guest? Here you go. All right. You want running back? Let me go wide receiver. I want D.D. D.D. Westbrook as my sleeper. Why's that? Well, there's a couple things. His name's D.D. That's the first one. I mean, D.D. was hurt most of his first year, which was a couple years ago. He's played two years. Thanks. His first season, hurt. Second season last year, he won 66 for 717 yards, five touchdowns. You know? Who's his quarterback? Wah, wah, wah. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Exactly. Are you stalling? Is that no, Stalin? no, Is that no. Is that Joseph Stalin? No. Okay. Um, yeah. Who's his quarterback now? A Super Bowl winning QB. Exactly. Nick Foles. Big Dick Nick. So he's got Nick Foles. And also, Dante Moncrief left the team. So DD's got that number one locked down. He, he doesn't have much competition in the receiving department. I think Nick Foles is only going to make this team better, especially with Fournette. He can stay healthy. It just makes the offense overall better, stay on the field more, have more uh, scoring drives. I think Didi is someone people are sleeping on. You can get him super late, and he could be a very valuable flex. I think that's pretty... I think that's high probability of him being a really good flex. I like with that. With possible wide receiver two upside. I like that pick a lot. Mm. I'm going to do you one better. Didi. My sleeper, also a wide receiver. Oh. It's going to be the second year man on the Dallas Cowboys, known as Michael Gallup. Giddy up. Giddy up. Hashtag giddy the fuck up. We got horses. If you ain't got no giddy up, the back. then giddy out my way. Yeah, I said it. Yep. Mason Ramsey, baby. He's a long time listener to the pod. Long time? Long time. No, you're thinking of Mason Boyd. No. Nope. It's me. That's. I listen to the podcast. Oh, that's pretty uh, conceited of you. No. <laughs> no. No. Michael Gallup last year in his rookie season, uh, he started only eight of the 16 games. But when he started those games, uh, he's pretty good. He had 33 receptions for 507 yards and 15.4 yards per reception. Only had two touchdowns, though, but he has shown that as time goes on, his connection with Dak and the deep ball will be better. He'd be a perfect wide receiver, too, to complement Amari Cooper, who should be receiving most secondary attention from opposing defenses. If, uh, I mean, obviously, I think Zeke's going to come back, whether it's him, Tony Pollard, whoever. Uh, I think Dak will throw the ball more. I think Cooper is going to benefit from it. I think Michael Gallup is a name to watch, like D.D. Westbrook, also a flex with possible wide receiver, too, upside, especially if the touchdown numbers increase. But Glenn, Randall Cobb. But Souza. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I know. No, Randall Cobb, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what he does too. He could replace Cole Beasley. <laughs> I don't know if he'll be a, as effective as Cole Beasley whoa, was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Don't put dirt in my man's name like that. He's the greatest wide receiver ever on the Cowboys. That's what I just said. I don't know if he'll be as effective as Cole Beasley was. Um, but, you know, he's looking to take his spot. But like I said, sure. Michael Gallup, a name to watch for in this upcoming 29th season, along with a bunch of other um, second-year wideouts who could have breakout years. Calvin Ridley. 
I'm sorry, what? Calvin Ridley. Who's that? From the Falcons. Oh, was he on your team last year? I don't want to talk about that. Oh. You know who wasn't on my team last year? Who? My next sleeper pick. Who's that? Uh, I thought it was Calvin Ridley. No, you guys said I couldn't do him. Why'd you say it then? Because he said, among other second year wide receivers. Oh. And I said, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Fuck! Oh my god. See what you did? Uh, I don't care. So who's your sleeper? My next sleeper is a man by the name of uh, Mecole Hardman. Who? Mecole? Not Nicole. How do you spell it? How do you spell that? M E C O L E. It's pretty uh, pretty good. Okay. Me cold. Let's be cold. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Nicole, all right. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. Nicole Hardman is, is a wide receiver, <laughs> rookie wide receiver from Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he has been drafted out of Georgia. Georgia. In one. One what? <laughs> Stall. I completely lost my train of thought there. Holy shit. In one. one Train of thought. In the last preseason game uh, between Kansas City and the Pittsburgh Steelers, he caught the only touchdown for the Chiefs, and reports out of camp say that he has looked good. So my theory okay. is that you draft him late, right? Who? Miko. Wait, when did he catch a touchdown? In the preseason. Oh, so... Doesn't Your really point matter. doesn't matter. Though. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't but he did look good in minicamp. I'm um, training camp. Exactly. Yeah. He has looked good in training camp. Which does Did matter. you see it, though? Is I have video sources. evidence? I have sources that tell yeah, me. We got, we got a good friend who uh, does his Chiefs research. Yeah. Been on the I podcast a couple times. Yeah. Well, yeah. Name drop, but you know who you are. I have sources. <laughs> you're a fox yourself. Smell your own. All right, so he caught a touchdown. Yeah. What were you going to say? No. Uh, balls out, man, though. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that there's a potential for him to step in due to the fact that you know who their number two wide receiver is right now? Sammy Hawkins. Sammy Hawkins. And what happens to Sammy Hawkins every year? Sammy Hawkins Come on, that's not he becomes, football. becomes Sammy Hurtkins. Uh, come on, man. He's better than that. I'll admit, that was not that good. Anyway, I believe that at some point, Sammy Watkins is going to get hurt this year. And there's going to be... terrible, man. I, I, I'm two guys, <laughs> yeah, thank two you. guys you're saying you think are going to get hurt, uh, and then sleepers I'm are going to emerge. I'm saying that I want them to get hurt. There is a difference. You're relying on them. Yeah. You're counting on them. You're, you're really giving fantasy advice based on guys getting hurt. I mean, I'm saying it'll help. There's a chance that he could break out if he makes the team as the number three wide receiver. Sure. But obviously, if Sammy Watkins goes down and he becomes the de facto number two, it's going to be easier for him to step up and have a big role because he's going to get more snaps. Yeah. No, no. The jackasses. De facto. I like that word. Yeah, me too. No, it's it's a fair assumption at this point. I'll give you that. Sammy Watkins misses games every year. So? Maybe he wants to spend time with his family. So family maybe man. his shit is just gets busted every year, which he does. He's anyway. He tries. I think hardest. that Mecole Hardman has a chance to be a good sleeper, especially with the fact that he's probably getting drafted late. So yeah, or not drafted at all. Yep, probably not drafted at all. Look out for that guy. Someone who is being drafted. Who's that? Sam Donald. Is he? 
Eh, he's on people's benches. Mm, usually after free agent pickups. Well, if you're not drafted a quarterback till late, which is recommended, I think you'd be safe with Sam Darnold. Wouldn't you? I think so. And you don't need an injury for it. In fact, you need the opposite, which is what they have. Because Quincy Inunua was hurt most of the season last year. Oh, yeah. And he was pretty solid um, when he was playing. He's going to be back, hopefully back forever, well, for the season. And my boy. Robbie Anderson. That's right. We don't know what he can do. He's a nice deep threat. He's a very good wide receiver. And now they got Le'Veon Bell, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the game today. One of the best. Yeah, I said, yeah. You sounded so disappointed. Well, I, you know. Like you didn't want to admit You know my opinion on Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's only going to help him more. Dump off passes or those stupid tap passes that Pat Mahomes did last year. Um, You comparing Sam Donald to Pat Mahomes? I'm saying he could do similar pass attempts. And, And he got that rookie season out of the way. I mean, he wasn't that great last year. No, he was not. And I picked him to be Rookie of the Year. And he let me down. So for that, fuck you. Go ahead. But I think, Glenn, he's going to win you over this year. I think his second year is going to be a big step forward in the right direction. He's uh, he's having a good camp. Uh, he, he showed well in the preseason, which I count, I value. That's part of why I think Sam Dahl is going to be good. He's okay. flashing. And, and, of course, the weapons. It's only increased, and he's only going to get better. Sam Donald, watch out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He can't. I don't think he's going to be worse than last year. Um, there's only room for progression. I mean, with the weapons he has surrounding them, obviously getting Le'Veon Bell, uh, Quincy Anunua healthy, Robbie the motherfucking man Anderson. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But don't sleep. And no Todd Bowles. Don't, and no Todd Bowles. Don't sleep on Sam. 2K and Sam. Um, my next sleeper is we're going we're going running back here. A man that I was very actually I shouldn't say high on last year, but I was hoping he would emerge as someone who uh, could help my fantasy team, but he never really did. But that's okay because you know it's just okay. Rashard <laughs> Penny. Um, I drafted him last year with high hopes that uh, he would be in an offense that ran the ball a lot. And he would receive fantasy benefit from that. Well, he was in. He did one of those. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's fact. Uh, the only problem is he had a man over him by the name of Chris Carson, uh, who um, had now a great. Not to be confused with Chris Hansen, the guy from To Catch a Predator. Yeah, that's the common mix-up that uh, our listeners are receiving nowadays. Yeah, actually, when the Seahawks signed Chris Carson, they thought they were getting Chris Hansen. Yeah. They were like, they were like, say the thing, and he was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Why don't you take a seat?" Come on. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You've never seen that? To Catch a Predator? Yeah, the Dateline shit where they like have like the Aww. fake, the fake like child accounts talking like old guys and like, the old guy shows up at the house thinking they're gonna like fucking have sex with some kid. Isn't that and catfish? Then, no. <laughs> and then Chris Hansen walks out, he's like the host of Dateline, he goes, why don't you take a seat? And then sometimes they actually sit down and like awkwardly talk to him about like how they thought they were going to have sex with a minor and then other times they just fucking book it out the door but the cops are already there obviously really? yeah you've never seen that? oh here we go wow. nope let's see we interrupt this podcast for an episode of To Catch a Predator oh you're going to love this from getting arrested is if we got married lol if you were married to me right now then I wouldn't be breaking the law 
It's an older gentleman and a young girl in the kitchen. This is what happens all the time. This is the this is the setup right here. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you, yeah, you get it. He doesn't introduce so, himself to laugh. So, basically, that's not the guy who's running back on the scene. Yeah, no, no, no. no Chris no. Carson doesn't uh, bust sexual predators. Or maybe he does. We don't know. Maybe he is one. Maybe that'd he also cool. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, if whoa, he was one. <laughs> no, no. If he busted <laughs> sexual predators. Not if he was one. That'd be not cool. Yeah. Anyways, Rashad Penny, as a sleeper <laughs> this year, uh, won because the Seahawks had the best rushing attack last year in 2018. Um, this year, I expect a lot of the same. I'm not going to say they might be the best, but they're going to be, I think, top five. Uh, most of the same guys returning. Um, but I think Rashard Penny is going to get better with time. He's going to have an improved role in the offense. Although Chris Carson is still there, I feel like Rashard Penny will get more snaps. They could use him in the receiving game. They could even He could even complement Chris Carson on the same field, maybe in a split-back situation or a lineup Penny as a receiver. He has some value to look out for, and of course, if it was a situation uh, that Mason seems to bank on of people getting hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, this is how he plays it off. Chris this Carson. This is how he plays it off. See? Chris Carson's handcuff, I would expect to be, is Rashad Penny. Shut up. That was a pretty good impression. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I have one question. Go ahead. Are you saying Rashad? I'm saying Rashad. Rashad, okay. That's just, just my Boston it. accent. Rashad, kid. Rashad. Um, last year, when he did run the football, he had 85 carries for 419 yards. Quick math, Sousa. How many yards per carry is that? I missed the number. Yeah, it's 4.9 yards per carry, which is pretty fucking good. Uh, two touchdowns also. Um, like I said, a guy to watch. A guy you certainly want to have on your team. He's probably going to be in that bench spot early on, but if you see emergence from him, we could expect good things from Rashad Penny, possible flex considerations, maybe, just maybe, an RB2 look. And maybe, just maybe, he'll be your lucky penny. That's all the time we have for today. No. We got one more round of sleepers. All right. right. I'll start it off. Okay. Snake draft. Um, another running back. Okay. This guy, he's good. Yeah. Well, he could yeah. be good. He's sleeping right now. He's not. He's not just good, but he's nice. In hibernation. And you know what happens when you combine good and nice? Huh? Yeah. You get guys. You get guys. You get Darius guys. You know what's funny is that I said that. And you didn't <laughs> even realize that was his name. Oh my oh, god! Oh man, you silly son of a bitch! You didn't have to admit that. <laughs> Darius guys. It's like guys. Fucking idiot I am. Yeah. Well, I'll see you guys later. You said it, not me. Bye. Uh, see you later. Oh, there's clothes in there. Yeah, it's a walk-in closet. Oh, shit. Oh. By the way, this is the Stellar Attic. Uh, we're recording in my upstairs of uh, my two-floor apartment. Sweating my balls off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty hot. It's a hot night here in August. Uh, but Darius Geis was the second-round pick in 2018 for the Washington Redskins. Um, pretty high-value the Redskins using a second-round pick on a running back. But, unfortunately, he suffered an ACL injury, which caused him to miss all of last season. 
which led to the man, the myth, the legend, the GOAT, Adrian Peterson, having a year that nobody expected. Not even me. Well, that's the guy who uh, beat the shit out of his kid with a switch, right? I'm about to beat you with a switch if you talk bad about Adrian Peterson again. Uh, that's what I'm saying. All right, now, Susan, when I told you that Darius Geis was my sleeper, you were a little like... <laughs> and I was like, why is that? And you were like... So, explain. I'm, I'm riding Adrian Peterson's switch this season. I think wow. that oh, Darius Geis... God, you're right, Glenn. I am? You're right. Geis, oh. highly touted. Suffered an unfortunate injury, an injury that actually during recovery got infected, mm. and they had to treat again. Not good. They had to put uh, not hydrogen good. peroxide on it. I think it was a little more intensive than that, but I don't have the details. So what do I know? Yeah, I'm just the you're news only the guy. news guy. No details. But yeah, I think nice. Geis is not. I don't think he's just gonna get 20 carries week one. I think they're gonna ease his role into the NFL because it hasn't really started yet. I'm drafting Adrian Peterson, not Darius Geis. Because I think Adrian Peterson, as week one, is your starting running back for the Washington Redskins. And that's fine and dandy. I agree with you. Yeah, but what He's about when AP gets suspended for beating the shit out of his kid again? Enough. Enough talking bad about the GOAT. Okay, listen. The I just want to say, people people shit on fucking Tyree Kill. He's a scumbag, too, obviously. But then everyone's like, oh, dude, AP was just, was just disappointing his son. It was. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you beat the shit out of your kid with a switch. Oh, he didn't break his arm. Not a Nintendo Switch, by the way. Time heals all wounds. Yeah. Yeah, tell that to Tyree Kill's fucking three-year-old son with a broken arm. It's too soon. Yeah, well, I mean... Come back next year, I'll be like, eh. Guys, jackasses, both of you. No. Ooh, AP. So cool. I wish. I wish I was AP, son. Yeah. You sound like those girls who are like... I let Chris Brown beat the shit out of me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's let, what you sound like right now. I let him beat me too. Oh my god! I love Chris Brown. Would you let Michael Jackson touch you? What is this devolving into? Fuck. <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, no, Darius guys. I get it, Susa. Yeah, I know it's tough. Believe me, I had AP on my team last year too. He was nasty, man. But guys is nice. He's nice. I think by by midseason there will be a shifting of the guard, uh, changing of the guard, changing of the guard. I went to DC too, you know. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, what do you call it when you pass something over to it? Like you know, I'm passing the uh, baton torch. Yes, the torch. Baton was close. But it torch is what I was looking yeah, for. They're like synonymous. Uh, That's the question I've never that seen one, I've never seen one pass a torch in a relay race. So baton would fit better then. Yeah, but it's not. Darius <laughs> <Exactly>. guys. Darius <laughs> guys. I think by midseason will have a significant role in this offense. I like. I'm not going to call Darius guys a rookie, but he kind of is. He's like a Ben Simmons rookie. Um, I like the rookie-rookie combination of quarterback and running back on the Washington Redskins just because we don't know what to expect. Um, sometimes it shows success in the NFL. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm going to go on the side with the Redskins being, you know, a non-contender in the NFC East. Spoiler alert. Um, that they could, you know, just fuck around and uh, 
you know, so do something in fantasy. Maybe the people find out later whether or not the Redskins are. Uh, See, a, a good comparison tender. I think of with that is you're right, that could be one scenario. Another scenario that I'm banking on is a Chris Carson, Rashad Penny of last year, where, oh, Rashad Penny, drafted, highly drafted rookie, he's going to take the job, but it just doesn't happen in his first year. I'm leaning on that happening, and we might see Adrian Peterson the whole year. I wouldn't mind either, because like I said, I love Adrian mm. But the Geist is nice. Geist is nice. All right, give us your last sleep. No, no, you know what? Give him credit, because we trashed <laughs> on his picks. It's only fair that he, he gets his... Oh, uh, I'm not trashing on his pick. I'm just trashing on AP. Oh. That's worse. No, it's not. That guy abuses his kids. No, he abused a kid. Okay, sorry. My bad. Singular. Go sorry. ahead. Tell us your last sleeper. Singular. Let me guess. Could be someone who's only going to be good unless somebody else gets hurt, right? No. Okay, then. Let's see. You guys have not seen this one coming. My last sleeper is Christian Kirk from the Arizona Cardinals. What? They're going to say McCaffrey. No. Second. Christian Kirk, yeah. yeah, yeah. If right. you're sleeping on McCaffrey, you need to wake the fuck up. Yeah. yeah he's you're right. crazy. Anyway. Well, you know why. So. Why? Because he's white. You said white. it, not me. White dudes be crazy. I've taught Fucking. you well. Anyway, Christian Kirk. Let's hear so it. last year, uh, Kirk, Kirk, not to be con- confused with cousins. Yeah, no. he's Kirk. Yes. <laughs> so Kirk was with Josh Rosen last year. Josh Rosen was fucking awful. I don't think there's any debate there. However, Kirk still managed to catch 43 balls for 590 yards. That's not too bad. And three touchdowns. That's not bad. That's not too bad. We saw flashes of him being a potential reliable receiver last year. For example, he caught a very nice pass uh, week five from Josh Rosen. It was a 75-yard bomb. Oof. Okay. Wait, was that in the preseason? No. I just said week five. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I you said Christian Kirk. I kind of zoned out. Anyway, oh, this year, uh, he is paired with Cliff Kingsbury, Shots who is sup- supposedly... An offensive guru. Is he? Supposedly. We'll have to wait and see. Who? Exactly. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, yeah. So, and, theoretically, he should have a better quarterback at the helm with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Okay. One would think so. So. That was a tease. Oh. Anyway, uh, so, the potential is there for Kirk to have a good season. Not maybe a wide receiver one season. I'm not saying that. But, you know, good flex. Low-end wide receiver two, possibly. Mason, I agree. He's got the talent. It's going to really depend on, on how the offense goes. You know, you got Larry. They drafted Larry. They, they drafted Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler this year. <laughs> All wide receivers. We'll see how they, how they use him. But I think Kirk should be the one. And Larry's a very good compliment to him. Exactly. And Larry. don't forget about DJ David Johnson. DJ. He could be a sleeper, Mason. And nobody might have to get hurt for him to do it. But he could be a bust. That's what we call a segue in the industry, folks, because now we're going to talk about busts. I didn't even give my fucking Fuck. last one. Uh, Come no, on, he man. He told me I was the last one to go. No, I didn't. That was your last guy. 
Fuck. I'm Ooh. sorry, Sousa. No, I retract okay. everything. So we'll your guess. last sleeper, and then we will move to what we call busts. My last sleeper pick is tight end well, Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Sousa, I'm going to pay very close attention. Because you know my tight end luck is shit on a shit sandwich. Poop. And uh, so go ahead. I'm all ears. Sure. See, Mark Andrews, he played last year. So he uh, and he finished with the sixth most receiving yards from a rookie tight end since the year 2000. Wait a second. Pause. Hold on. Pause. You telling me last year he was a rookie? You know what that means, Mason? That means this right. year he's gonna be disgustingly that good. That is right, my friend. Oh my God! It all comes full circle. Clyde, That's you right. gotta draft this guy because he's gonna be catching touchdowns. He's gonna be throwing touchdowns. See, the thing is, Mason, I don't know if you knew this, but it's common knowledge. Apparently, that second-year tight ends are fucking disgusting. So, Mark Andrews, I mean, you know, the draft shows next week, but I might draft him, you know, second round. You know, I do have more info than that. Oh, yeah, continue, because I need to listen. Sorry. So, he had the the six most receiving yards from rookie tight ends since the year 2000, because rookie tight ends tend to not do well. However, Lamar Jackson wasn't always the quarterback last year. You know, he, he kicked Flacco out, out of the job. But with Lamar Jackson, which was after the bye week, after week 10, his 16-game pace was would have been 944 yards, which I, I think um, he had like 500-something last year. 16-game pace with Lamar Jackson would have been 944, which would have put him second for rookie tight ends and yardage behind Mike Ditka. Wow. You know who that is, right? Who had over 1,000. That's a guy who used to be on TV. Yeah. And like you said, Glenn, Mason, you know all about these year two tight ends. And with the assumed year two improvement from Lamar Jackson, that puts Mark Andrews in the sleeper category for me. He's going to be virtually undrafted, so Glenn, you can get him. Oh, yeah. Unless I do. Uh, uh, why would you do that? I just going to say something quick, though. Well, I don't know. You guys are forgetting a huge variable on the Ravens' offense. If this is something stupid, it's gonna be no, about it's not. Are you the running game. Mark a- Ingram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they you might. Think do you think they're gonna throw or run the ball with anybody else? No, they're not even gonna pass. It's just the only be way up the middle. Of the Mark only way Ingram. that's gonna happen is when You're is right. when Lamar Jackson says, "Hey, Mark, take the ball." And Mark Andrews thinks that he's instead of talking about Mark Ingram, he's talking about Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is like, "Okay," and he takes the ball by accident. That's the only time that guy's gonna. And then he gets cut. Yes, because he took one catch away yeah. from Mark Ingram's fantastic yeah. career. Listen, no, you? Susan, you're right. Okay, I listen. Susan ain't the only guy around here who talks to Bushes. <laughs> if you know what I mean. George Bush? Uh, no. I've been hearing good things. <laughs> Actually, no. I've been reading good things about Mark Andrews in training camp, which matters. Um. So yeah. Unlike the preseason. Unlike the preseason. Um, so yeah, Susan, I, uh, that's a good pick for sleeper, especially because guys like me who don't know how to draft tight ends and don't know how to pick tight ends unless they pick the top three elite ones, um, that's, that's helpful news. It provides somewhat of a security blanket if you don't get those elite guys or or the top fives that we talked about in our last episode. Listen, I had Vance McDonald last year, so anybody would be a fucking step up for me. Right, Gizzy? Yes. Like Vance McDonald this year. Uh, no. <laughs> Moving on. That was our sleepers. 
But now, we're talking about busts. Ooh. Nice. Do you know what a bust is, Mason? Uh, Not what I do in your mom. God. But do you know what a fantasy football bust is? <sighs> yeah, let me fucking open it up again. Oh, come on. You know what a bust is without looking up my definition. Yeah, it's a, it's a player that doesn't live up to expectations slash hype. Whether it be a guy coming out of the draft who got drafted really high and he's supposed to fucking be that man. Or it's a player who last year was that shit and this year was shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. All right. All right. Okay. Who wants to go first? I went first last time. So one of you bozo will go. I'll go first. You go first. I'm dropping the, the hammer. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait. Is this what I think it is? It's the, uh, oh. I'm, I'm spitting fire. This is what me and Sousa, me and, me and Sousa discussed this on our way to Glenn's house. His name is Todd. It's John Todd. Cena. Oh, shit. Wow, you fucked it up. It's Todd Gurley. Yes. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Yo, we soda. What kind? Fuck off with uh, the soda. Pepsi? Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> You're just going to have to give him every soda. Because he's beating you to it. So who'd you say? I, th- I thought I heard a name... By Tadivian Gurley. Tadivian the Gurley the second is my bust candidate. How? Candidate. Let me ask you one question, Mr. Matt. Let me ask you some. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Listen, the dude has medical it's problems. Ma'am. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> He's got medical problems, which is arthritis in the knee. I talked about this before a few episodes ago. Uh, if you're just joining us, let me say it again. He's got arthritis in his knee. That's what has been really... Ca- ca- that's, what, that's all, folks. That's what really kept him out last year. Um, it was a new year, man. It's a new, listen, it's a new year, but arthritis doesn't just new go year, away. New year, same bum knee. Stop for a that actually was contributing to the conversation. <laughs> that time. the clock makes him with a haymaker. Glenn, you got to understand, arthritis doesn't just go away. From a few months of preseason and offseason. This can flare up at any time and hinder his performance. They drafted Daryl Henderson, a highly touted rookie running back. And the thing is, they don't need Todd Gurley. We saw that they don't need well, maybe from the Super Bowl and playoffs. But they they really don't need him because they have a great offense without him. They did CJ they had CJ Anderson, which was was exceptional, as you saw in the Cowboys game in the playoffs last year. Especially with the receiving weapons. Wait, why the fuck did you say that? He had a good game that game. Fuck you for saying <laughs> that. And especially with the receiving weapons improving with Cooper Cup coming back, they might not. They don't really need to rely on a run game because they have a great passing game. They have Daryl Henderson, which they it seems like good. They, Sean McVay has a great system. Doesn't need to be Gurley, as we saw with C.J. Anderson. And I believe that they're going to have to give him rest. They're going to have to. Give him rest and give other guys more touches. They, if they don't need Todd Gurley, which I'm saying they really won't that's all the up. time, is and they won't use him if that's the case. And with the high-powered Rams offense, they're probably not going to need him all the time as much as us fantasy owners are going to. I'm afraid, even if he's healthy all year, that they're going to limit his touches. I don't see 20 touchdowns coming. And if it does flare up and the health actually is a concern, um, or the health actually the health issue comes into play, I think he, he could be out for weeks. There's really no timetable for it. Mm-hmm. It's risky business for a first-round pick. I'm staying away. He could be great, but he could bust. Who was it? Well, I'm going to bring up two things to add on to that. 
Who was it in one of our previous episodes? It was like a off-season episode of the Stellar Stellar Podcast. Whose sizzling hot take was it that he would have a Jeff Fisher year? Like his second year. My hot take was about Bell. So maybe Somebody said, was it Craig or was it you? I think it was, I don't remember saying that. Somebody said, oh no, you said Bell is going to have a Todd Gurley second year with Jeff yeah, Fisher. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Never mind. Okay. Um, but Todd Gurley, no. Susan, I, I hate to disagree with you, but I'm going to disagree yeah, with you. That was man. my pick, too. The problem is Susan just took all my fucking thunder. See, the thing is, sorry. You bring up a good I point. Had to do it. You bring up a good point about his health, right? That's the reason that he's not going number one overall in fantasy drafts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. If Todd Gurley is healthy and he's on that same. Rams team that just won the NFC, he will probably do the same exact thing he's done for the past two seasons, three seasons? Three seasons. Which is be the fucking man. And the thing is, nobody, and I mean nobody, gets running back touchdowns in the league like Todd Gurley on the motherfucking Rams led by Sean McVay. Um, it's scary. It's almost like Todd Gurley is a walking touchdown. You look at his stats and his yardage, receptions is not all there, but the touchdowns are the game changer for Todd Gurley. He runs the ball inside, I think it's the 5 or the 10-yard line. I don't have the exact stat in front of me, so I'm not going to say it to look like a goof, but pretty much more than anybody in the league as far as running backs go which is why he was the number one running back in fantasy last year. I get the concern with the health. I get the concern with the draft pick um, for his backup. But, guys, he's looked good so far in training camp. They say he's all systems go. If Todd Gurley is all systems go, he is the best fantasy football player in the NFL. Oh. Am I I wrong? Mark Ingram. Whoa. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Well, but he's still a first-round pick, and I think that's risky. Like I said, the, I the health is concerning, but I'm hearing good things. Todd Vivian. I wouldn't be mad ending up with Todd Gurley, but I would get a handcuff. Anybody, you know, who's behind him on the depth chart. Sure. You want to do your bus next, Mason, or mine? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, my bus, also talking running backs is a Mr. Devonta Freeman. Mm. Mm. This sends mm. boiling blood through my veins. Why does it? Because I know, like him a lot. And you know I'm right. And you're disrespecting him. No, I'm not disrespecting you're him. You're disrespecting a future U.S. Army soldier. Listen, Devonta Freeman is a good running back. However, his best days are behind him. We're not going to see RB1 Devonta Freeman... Honestly, I think what we're going to see from Devonta Freeman is low-end RB2. If you're lucky. No, I'm not going to say if you're hurts. lucky. The thing is, when, when Devonta Freeman's healthy, everyone remembers. It's, it, it's, it's like a name thing. Oh, yeah, Devonta Freeman. He was nasty for a short stretch of time. I'm going to get him. I'm going to plug him in. And then you realize when he's in the game, in this Falcons offense, that since... Kyle Shanahan has left the building. He has done nothing. Nothing. But. Injured. 
if he stays healthy, injuries have been a problem. Look, if he stays healthy, obviously he's going to be the lead running back. I joke about Edo Smith, but part of me isn't joking. If Devontae Freeman doesn't produce, Edo Smith has serious chance to take his job. If Freeman is out there healthy week after week and he is underproducing, he will be gone. Bye-bye. He won't underproduce. Uh, Injury is the only risk. Are you sure about that? Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I, Give me Freeman, me. man. You know, oh! No, he is one of my busts. If you draft a Volanta Freeman, do it with caution. If you have high hopes he's going to be your RB2 with potential RB1 upside, I'm sorry, Souza. It's just not going to happen. And I'm on record saying that. Oh, yeah, it's the beauty of fantasy. So we're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out. But that's a bust for me. Mason. Uh, okay, so my... <laughs> my... <laughs> my uh, first sleeper pick is uh, one Jimmy Graham. Who's that? Well, similar to what you said about Devonta Freeman, Glenn, Jimmy Graham is a tight end for the Green Bay Packers. And a lot oh, of people... Freeman, too? What? No. No, I'm saying... Who's Jimmy a... Graham? Well, similar to Freeman, he's a tight end for the Sorry, Green Bay Packers. Sorry, did I not Packers. say he's a name? No. Well, all right. So what I mean is, he's sorry. He's a name, like what Glenn what Glenn said about Devon Freeman. Yeah, you see is. Jimmy Graham, and you think of Jimmy Graham when he was on the Saints. You think of Jimmy Graham Which is like nine years ago, or even don't listen. As of when was it the last year in the Seahawks? Three years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, so as of two years ago, even Jimmy Graham was good mm-hmm. when he was on Seattle. He was good that year. He's a TD monster. Yeah. that's what it was. He was good that year. Well, the thing is, all right, we. Another guy whose best years are behind him. Jimmy Graham won't be what he was in the Saints. You're saying he's a bust this year. I agree with that. But Go ahead. what I'm saying is is that Jimmy Graham, ever since he has joined Green Bay, every year has been highly touted as a potential great tight end. Has he only been there one year? No. Yeah, two. I thought last year was the first year. This is the second year. Hmm. Honestly, if somebody I at home know. is listening, look that up for us. I thought it was. I'm looking. I'll just look it up right oh, now. Susan, look it up Sorry, right guys, that we're not. Sorry, our listeners. This is, I think this is the second year on Green Bay. Regardless, Go last on. year he came into Green Bay. Yeah, he was only on the Packers last year. Oh wow! So chalk one up on the right board. Anyway, oh, regardless, he had, he had ten touchdowns the year before in the Seahawks. That's why All he right, was pretty so, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. TD. So. Regardless of that fact, last year he came in uh, to Green Bay hoping to hit what he had been in New Orleans, where he not only was good in the red zone, uh, getting tight end, uh, touchdowns, but also he was good at getting yardage in the open field as well. Mm. However, that obviously did not pan out. He finished uh, at position... Uh, 14 in uh, the tight end position. That's not that good. No. Oh. That actually, that, I think that might be worse than Vance McDonald. Uh, it is. Vance McDonald finished at 10. <laughs> yeah. See that? So, think about <laughs> that, Glenn. That's, that's something to think about. Um, so, in, uh, in 2018, Jimmy Graham had only 55 receptions for 636 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, very lackluster year for him. I believe he dealt with a little bit of injury, but that's kind of been his M.O. for a while now. 
and he's getting older. He's not getting any younger. He's 32. Yep. You he'll be 33 you, in November. Quick question, Mitch. You think he'll be worse than he was last year? Yes. Wow. That is a bust. I do think he'll be worse than last year. What do you think, Susan? Worse? I think he had I, two touchdowns. I, the yardage, 636 yards. That could stay. I think that'll be... You can predict that. 600, what are, what 500, we, right. Two what touchdowns, ex- that could go up. What are our expectations of Jimmy Graham? I'm with Mason. I mean, if people out there thinking Jimmy Graham's going to be a nice tight end. But is anybody thinking that, though? I feel I feel like uh, people look at him and say, Jimmy Graham, dude. Like Plus Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, he throws a lot exactly. of touchdowns. He's on great offense. You see that combination on paper, and you're like, wow, that's a good, that's a good duo right there. That should be a lot of touchdowns, a lot of success. But... I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, the tight end episode was last week. We didn't even mention Jimmy Graham. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think he has that much fantasy relevance. It wasn't in any of our top tens. So, like, I get you calling him a bust and saying he's going to be worse than that last year, but I don't think his potential and his expectations are very high. You know what I mean? In 2013, he had 1,200 yards and 16 touchdowns. That's fucking insane. Was also, I'm just, I'm, that was I'm, also when we graduated high school. I'm just looking at his stats, like when he was on the Saints, man. Yeah, he was good. He was nasty. Him and Gronk were like 1A and 1B. 16 touchdowns. Yeah. You don't see that. No. Uh, Rip Jimmy Graham. You want to talk about another bust, Mason? Yeah. Go ahead. I can. Uh, this is my last bust because I've said Todd Gurley. So. Oh, you got to share the bust? So you're cheating. Yeah. What? Anyway. My last bust is someone who is very near and dear to Glenn's heart, and that is one... Yeah. What? Nothing. Nothing. Just say you're unprepared. Oh, my God. I mean, you're not wrong, but... Yeah. Uh, my last bust is one Derrick Henry running back for the Tennessee Titans. Mason, I ask you a question. How fucking dare you? <laughs> oh, I got to say question. again, dude. So, anyway, here's the deal, Glenn. How dare you? Dear, this, this is the reason why... I believe that Derrick Henry is going to be a bust. So, after the way... Everyone remembers how Derrick Henry finished the year last year. He was nasty. He went on a tear. Mm-hmm. Right? See, what, what we saw from Derrick Henry last year is what I thought we were going to see the whole season. Now it's just prolonged to this season. But see, here's the thing. In the offseason, everything was trending in the right direction for Derrick Henry. He had that monstrous last six or seven games of the year. Tennessee, they didn't make the playoffs. However, going into the offseason, um, they, Mike Grable established that they wanted to make him one of the focal points of their offense. Guy's a beast. However, Derrick Henry has been dealing with a calf injury for the majority of, I think, uh, training camp and the offseason. Sorry. So, he's in a walking boot. Okay. Uh, and even though he's expected to be okay, the problem that I'm having looking here is Henry's currently being drafted as running back 19. Whoa. Exactly. That's that's low for Derrick Henry. That's like a mid-tier RB2 in yeah. our league. Because he's got RB1 upside, but, baby. But do you really think Tennessee is going to give him that increased workload if he's coming back from a calf injury, that seems to be relatively significant. Yeah. Mike Vrabel's never lied to me before. Uh, what? He's been a coach for two years. I know. He's never lied to me. Uh, that's, I guess that's technically true. But, 
yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think. I mean, I just don't feel good about it. If it's one thing people do in fantasy is they remember the beginning of someone's year or the end of it. Someone starts off hot the whole season and the season and the off season after that, they're like, oh, this guy was good, you know. But then you kind of because you're you're on the high of his first stretch, like when Kirk Cousins was nasty in the first five weeks on the Redskins uh, last year in the Redskins, and then he fizzled Vikings. out on the Redskins. Last year on the Vikings? His, his last year oh, on the Redskins. Oh, you said last year on the Redskins. Tape. It's on. Him. His last year you said on the last year on the Redskins. Regardless. And in this case, it's the last year. It's the last few games because he, before the, that last stretch, which started against the Jaguars, and he went 17 for 238 and four touchdowns. So a regular day at the office. Before that, he oh was awful. I mean, the yards per carry were just god off. I mean, 10 for 26, 18 for 56, 18 for 57. It's 7 for 21, 12 for 33. Like, this guy was bad. But you got to ask yourself, is the last end, is the end of the last season going to continue? Or is it going to go back to status quo? The offense is not good. The Titans are not good. See, that's the thing. And I He's think not a pass catcher either. I think that's where it's going to change this year. From the last, how many games was it where he was good? Five. The last five games where four, they were four, con- four games. Last four games where they were contending for a playoff spot and they actually looked like maybe a threat. Um, the Titans, they were good. They were getting plays for Derrick Henry to get in space to show his true potential. I think, and one could hope that they would have some more of that to start the season. I think. Marcus Mariota needs to be better for Derrick Henry to be better. Good luck with that. And, and, well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, another year of Mariota, this is a guy you picked at number know, two in the man. draft to be your franchise quarterback. He's shown flashes that he can be good. He's also shown flashes that he can be bad. A lot of flashes. Uh, the Titans have a solid team. I mean, like I said, they were a game away from reaching the playoffs last year in that Week 17 game with the Colts. I think... If they can get the run game going with Derrick Henry, they got Deion Lewis to compliment him out of the backfield. The uh, pass catches, catch passes, and um, I think Corey Davis will be better. I think the Titans' offense as a whole will be better, and I think it will correlate with Derrick Henry. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a bust because, like you said, he's projected to be RB19. That's still pretty high. I mean, an RB2 for Derrick Henry. That's what. I kind of expected him last year. I like Derrick Henry. If I if I have Derrick Henry as my RB two, with the potential for him to have that last that stretch of last four weeks, that's RB one number. That's that's fucking beyond RB one numbers. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. I like Derrick Henry. Yeah, we know you do. And obviously the calf issue being a problem, but it'd be fine. I don't trust him. Okay, but that's just me. That's just you, my man. Do I go next? Yeah. Oh, sure. All right, Glenn. I don't think you're going to like this one. Oh, here we go. My next bus is Philip Lindsay. Lindsay. <sighs> Philip Lindsay. Disrespect, man. Philip Lindsay, as we know, undrafted rookie. Yeah. And he caught a lot of people's attention. Caught my attention. Caught your attention. He was pretty good. He's he, very good. Uh, he, yeah, he played very well. He was the lead dog there. Now, Freeman, Royce Freeman, also, a, he was a drafted rookie. Rolls Royce. He was kind of 
put in the back seat. He did deal with injury, though. And now this year, there was a complete overhaul with the coaching staff, so there's no guarantee that he's going to get the same workload. In fact, I believe it will be less because Freeman, Royce Freeman, is entering the fold after dealing with that injury last year. I think now he played most of the season, Freeman. Yeah, he did. But I think that I think the injury was lingering and and led to his lack of usage. Uh, like I said, new coaching staff could could uh, change what happened last year and get Freeman more involved. And at the end of the year last year, Lindsey slowed down. He did big time. He did. Could he handle the workload? It seemed like he could. Like, over the course of a season, and um, but no one noticed it because it was in the fantasy playoffs where the majority of fantasy players are ignored because you know so many people don't make playoffs. Blah blah blah. Like at, at San Francisco, and I will fight you right now. So. At San Francisco, Lindsay went fourteen for thirty. Home against Cleveland, he went fourteen for twenty-four. At Oakland, ten for forty-six. It's all right. 10 for 46. Not that good. Uh, he didn't play week 17. So, there was certainly decline there. I And with Royce Freeman entering the fold, like I said, new coaching staff, I don't think Lindsey should be drafted where he's being drafted. I think he, people are expecting high things from him or great things from him. I've seen a decline from last year, and that's all i got to say about that. For me, it's safe to say I think Philip Lindsay, like, with the knowledge you just dropped on us, Sousa, thank you for that. Um, I think he's a solid RB2 with RB1 upside. Royce Freeman, keep mentioning that name, I think he uh, is, is, is the Rashard Penny of, you know, the Denver Broncos. I think he's the one who's being left out. He was the name in preseason last year who was supposed to be the one getting all the attention. And then Philip Lindsay emerged, and he kind of stuck it out the whole season. Pro Bowl running back, Philip Lindsay. Um, I think the Broncos know what they have. Obviously, you know, you spend a draft pick on Royce Freeman, you want to get him involved. So there is a chance that Philip Lindsay's um, fantasy production does have a little regression. I don't think he'll be a bust. I think if, it, honestly, it might, it might help Lindsay, um, him being out there, you know, him doing more with his carries rather, like you said, he couldn't handle the full 16 game workload. Uh, they could have a really good two-headed monster, him and Freeman. Um, but I think he's a safe RB2, Phil Lindsay. That's what I think would is most likely to happen is the two-headed monster. So I, I think that limits the RB1 up, upside. I don't think the RB1 upside is there because I think Freeman is going to be too involved. I think that could happen. But I think the RB1 upside is there because if Freeman doesn't produce like he didn't last year, then it will be Phil Lindsay's job to run with it. Then no pun intended. To run with it, of course. Yeah, Of course. Right, that's pretty good. Mason? Well, I thought you did three. Yeah, I know. I just, wa- I just wanted to hear your... Oh, I got one. one I know. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. But that's okay. He wasn't paying attention. No, I was paying attention. We want to talk about, about Phil Lindsay. Do you agree? Disagree? Oh, that he's going to be a bust? Yeah. I, uh, I tend to agree with Sousa. I feel, um, feel that it's never good to see a running back sort of fizzle out like he did toward the end of the season. Um, and he showed flashes of being really good, but, like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't like the Broncos' offense that lot, that much as a whole. January Joe. Yeah, exactly. My point. Um, 
I don't really like their offense as a whole, to be honest. Uh, so fair. Uh, I yeah, I I don't feel good about Philip Lindsay. Um, I feel like there's there's a definite chance for regression there by a significant amount. Okay. I think it'll lead to disappointment if you, where you draft. I'll talk about bust. Um, we're still on running backs. So I'm gonna roll with it, baby. A guy by the name of Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon. Susan, shaking your head. Why is that? No, um, I'm shaking my head because I feel like I know where you're gonna. I feel like you're gonna target me with this, but I am looking for the next stop on the Kenyon Drake train because I'm looking to get off. Yeah, because you know why? He's just well, no, no. He's just not that good anymore. He's dealing with injury, no, and Balaj is looking nice. That's the thing. I type nah. in Drake to Google like I'm gonna find Kenyon Drake. I get you're gonna find Aubrey Drake Graham's. What are you gonna find? Kenyon Drake. Yep. <laughs> um, Kenyon Drake <laughs> will go, be please. a fantasy bust for me. I think people have him at a solid RB two, um, with the potential to emerge as an RB one. I laugh at those people. Ha ha. <laughs> Brendan Borges. Um, Kenyon Drake. I think in an offense led by Josh Rosen and with a man known as Kalen Balage basically knocking down all the brick walls in front of him, mm. Kenyon Drake might not be on this team by the end of the year. Wow. Ooh. Might not be on the team. Sizzling hot take. Damn. Because I am that excited about Kalen Balage taking his spot in the regular season. I think yeah. Kalen Balaz has a lot of potential. He has the, all the tools to be what Kenyon Drake should have been when J.H.I. left Miami and that running back position was wide open. Kenyon Drake's for the taking, and he didn't really take it. He's shown flashes of how good he can be, but it's just I think Kalen Balaz will step up. Uh, he's big time, and we're going to see it this year, and Kenyon Drake will see the pine. Yeah, on that token is, is why I almost made Kalen Balaj my sleeper. But, I mean, you can only have so many sleepers. Yep, yep. But, yeah, I, I, I agree, Glenn. Yeah. I agree. I'm there. And that's the thing with fantasy. you you gotta, you got to be able to change. You know, you say one thing a month ago, you got to be able to change your mind. Yeah. Some would call that hypocrisy, but I don't. Say before you ask my opinion on Kenyon Drake, you know I hate Kenyon Drake, so you already know where I stand on this. But you win. What? United, we stand. It's why do you hate Kenyon Drake? Because the bollocks he pulled last year against the fucking Patriots. Oh yeah. See, I'm creating. Also, he's not that good. I'm creating this new term. It's an acronym. Nino. 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 N e n o. And I n o. And I n o. New information. Uncle Nino. New information. New opinion. Hmm. Okay. Think it'll, think it'll catch on? You gotta be Nino. I like that. I like that. And that new information is Kenyon Drake in a walking boot and Kalen Balage breaking like a, through all. Looking like a man. Looking like a man. He looking like a man. I will talk about my last bus and uh, start the beginning of the end of this segment. Good boy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my last bus. <laughs> Thanks for that. I, I am a good boy. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't have it queued up. Yeah. <laughs> Good boy. Still work. My last bust. 
We're talking quarterbacks. That's my quarterback. Not only are we talking quarterbacks, we're talking. Do you have a quarterback? Yeah. Did you say it? I don't think I know it. I'm sorry, I'm so tired right now. Mason's out. I'm out, man. I'm sorry. Good boy, keep going. My last quarterback, my last bus, I should say, okay. is a quarterback. Quarterback who was drafted number one overall in this year's NFL Players Draft. Oh, yeah. Wow. By the name of Kyler Murray, a man who was also drafted number one in Major League Baseball, who should have took the deal in Major League Baseball. So he was actually drafted. Yeah. And you just say, nah, fuck you. Yeah. So what does that team do? That team just doesn't sign him. So they wasted a pick. Pretty much. That's terrible. That sucks. Well, I mean. First overall pick, and you don't get it. Well, the thing is, in baseball, like, a lot of teams who pick players usually waste their picks because either they don't, they don't want to be drafted at that spot or they'll go back to school for another year. Or wow. The MLB drafts is nothing like the NFL and okay. NBA drafts. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this guy, obviously a, a great athlete, Kyler Murray. Um Number one overall in the NFL, number one overall in the MLB. But he chose the NFL. He chose to be the new face of the franchise for the Arizona Cardinals. He had the Arizona Cardinals make the decision of trading Josh Rosen to the Miami Dolphins, a quarterback that he just drafted in the first round last year because they believed you're not going to yeah. pass up on Kyler Murray. To that, I say, ha, at least for this season. I say tee-hee. Um, Kyler Murray I have as a bust. I think he will not reach any of his expectations this year at the quarterback position in fantasy and in the NFL. I think, um, listen, he, he, he's, he's shown flashes in college, in training camp, that he can be a name to look out for in the future. But for the 2019 season, as a rookie starter, in one of the toughest divisions in football, I don't think he makes any progress. He he will be what Josh Rosen will be, was last year, and but probably a little bit better. He's got a good running game on him. On his yeah, I, like he won't be what Baker Mayfield was last year. Is what basically what I'm saying. Um, he's got weapons to do it though. He's got David Johnson, who can be one of the best running backs in the league. He's got Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best wide receivers of all time. Um, he's got Mason Sleeper, Christian Kirk. Yeah. You can only have one or the other, so this will be interesting. What do you mean? Like, Christian Kirk can't live up to the Sleeper hype without uh, yeah. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. being yeah. good. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. I, I just don't... Everyone typing up Kyler Murray, I, uh, I actually think if given the chance, Daniel Jones will have a better year than Kyler Murray will. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm on that side with you, Glenn, because on both things that you said, because of the highly valued preseason. Daniel Jones, we were watching highlights downstairs tonight, and Daniel Jones was nice. He was hitting spots that you know Eli could not hit. And and Kyler in his in his debut in the preseason, man, is not looking good. And I'm honestly I'm lowering the temperature on David Johnson. I was pretty high on him. I think I had him what five in the RB rankings. Um, I I'm a little less confident. Maybe Kyler will will step it up come actual season, but you know it's tough being a rookie QB. It's tough. And what's what is looking like in the preseason is that he's looking to run, and the NFL just doesn't work like that. 
you got to have more options. They can't, running can't be your first or second Tell read. Tell that to Lamar Jackson. Go ahead, Susan. Your last bus. I got a QB. Okay. Russell Wilson. Oh! Yeah, that's, that's a... How fucking dare you? Yeah. Russell, my man. Glenn, I think you said he's not dangerous anymore. He's not. But he's still pretty good. He finished number nine. That's in our good. standard, well, in our normal half-point PPR, which means no bonus points or anything, he was number nine quarterback. He had, but he had unbelievable efficiency. He had a touchdown rate. Now, you probably don't hear this often. Touchdown rate of 8%, meaning 8% of your passes lead to touchdowns. Is that good? That's amazing. That's, that's pretty good. What's the average touchdown rate? The average is around 5 to 6%. So that is good. And Because he... You know, they ran so much, yeah. and he didn't pass that much, but he had like 35 touchdowns. He's a man. That touchdown rate is unsustainable. Whoa. He doesn't use his legs like he used to Facts. Like back in the heyday. And Doug Baldwin won't be coming back. He retired. Not that he was a huge factor last year, but Doug Baldwin would have helped like he's dead. if he was healthy all year. And what did we see with, with Russell Wilson last year? without Doug Baldwin, was a heavy run game. If you repeat that last season and bring the touchdown rate back to normal, away from altitude, I think he's going to disappoint you where you draft him. And that's just all there is to it. Sorry, Russell Wilson. You're great, but this team is just not doing it for you. I mean, it makes sense, Susan. Everything you just said makes complete sense. Thanks. But I just don't want to believe it. I don't. I know. He's um, good, but I, I I don't know. That's a big if too. If Seattle has the same running success as they did last year, they could have more passing success than they did last year. As far as yardage, receiver receptions, they drafted a guy by the name of Donkey Kong Metcalf, who we didn't mention on the news will have to go undergo surgery, but it's projected that he could play week one, which is good. Yeah, that's good. Good news. They got an emerging wide receiver in the league known as Tyler Lockett, who continues to get better every season. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe Susan by week one, it'll be a little bit of Nino. Who knows? Nino, you know? That's right. New information, <laughs> new opinion. No, I, I mean, like I said, it makes sense what you said, but I'm, I'm going to hold off on the Russell Wilson bus train right now. That's fine. The Nino effect. Nino effect. That's what we're calling it. Want to give your last bus, Mason? We'll wrap it up. I already hit mine. You did? Yeah, Todd Gurley, Derrick Henry, and... Uh, oh, yeah, oh that's right. Todd, yeah, Todd Gurley, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about him, but Susan was like, hold on, dude, I'll take right. this whole fucking second. Hold my beer. The homework was to prepare five, talk about three. Yeah. And you did two. Five was for moments like this. You got a 66.7, which is just above passing, so good job. That's how I got through college. Nice. All righty. Um, so that was Sleepers and Bus for the 2019 fantasy football season. That's what we think. But then again, who the fuck cares what we think unless all our listeners do, which is why we thank you. Yeah, each shout out to the listeners. Each and every week for taking a glance at and us. For that, we thank you. But before we leave you, we, um, have a di- right. we have a division to preview. Now, you guys have asked for it. You've wanted to talk about it for weeks. You've craved it. Yes. We've been holding off so long. We're finally going to do it. This week, we're talking about the coveted AFC South. Oh, I've been waiting. Oh, 
it's going to be great, dude. I can't. I'm so excited. All right. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying who I think will win the division in the AFC South. Sure. I think it's going to be the Houston Texans. Yes. I think the Houston Texans will go 11 and five behind the arm and legs of Deshaun Watson. Um, they have their offense is going to get better with a healthy Will Fuller, with Duke Johnson added to the mix. You still got Mason's main man, Lamar Miller, back there. Fuck him. Um, I, I just think Deshaun Watson is capable of making enough big plays to win games. Last year they were really good. DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, right now is the best receiver in the league. 11-5. and five. That will win the division. Um, the guy, their defense still, they, they got J.J. Watt. Um, they got J.J. Watt. The guy I want to own, though, in fantasy for the Houston Texans is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Cool. He, he's a good guy to have. you want me to talk about who I want from the Texans first? Yeah, you can. You know, it's tough. Why? Because part of me wants to say Lamar Miller. Oh, Jesus Christ. I will legitimately Susan, leave right fucking now. How fucking dare you? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Right, no, 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 no. How fucking All right, no. dare you? I'll give you one. I'll give you one that's respectful. Will Fuller. Will Fuller, if he's if he's healthy with Deshaun Watson and, and Hopkins on the opposite side of him, I think he'll be he'll be pretty good. Pretty good guy to have. I think he's he's he has a high upside. And you're getting him late enough to where if he doesn't pan out, you're all right. So I, I, I'd like to bank on that that golden ticket. So he's the guy you want to own? Yeah. Right, he's the guy you want to own. Ready for this? If you fucking say Lamar, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. I won't. Duke Johnson. What? Oh, the- my oh God. Mason, are you, are you throwing the towel? Mason's nope. sipping that haterade tonight. Nope. Because here's my hot take. I think oh. Duke Johnson oh. is going to take Lamar Miller's job by the end of the season. Lamar Miller the bro wasn't is even not that take. good. Okay. Lamar Miller's fine. He does the job. He sucks. My X factor for the Houston Texans, a uh, guy you just talked about, Tuzo, is Wolf Fuller. If he is healthy, this offense could be hashtag electric. Between Deshaun Watson, Lamar Miller, and Duke Johnson in the running game, DeAndre Hopkins. Mostly Duke Johnson. DeAndre Hopkins, best receiver in the game, and then Will Fuller, um, one of the best deep threats in the game. We've seen what he can do with Deshaun Watson before uh, when he is healthy and in the game opposite of Hopkins. If he plays a full season, 16 games healthy, let's watch the fuck out because the Houston Texans could be a serious threat. You know, I like that, but I think the Colts are going to win the division. Who's your X-Factor? Whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't get my X-Factor either. See, that's what happens when I viewed the Tulsa roster instead of listening to what the last thing you said. Oh, that's good. The X-Factor? Who did you even say? That's a wolf folly. I'm, so- I'm sorry. <laughs> my X-Factor is Duke Johnson. No, it's not Duke Johnson. <laughs> my X-Factor. That's all right, dude. Laugh it up. When I'm Damn, right, I'm I didn't right. think that through because Will Fuller is a good X-Factor. I know. And that's I can't break doing. the rules and pick him twice. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm picking Will Fuller because... Will Fuller is Will Fuller. And Will Fuller is a good wide receiver. And a good wide receiver is a good compliment to DeAndre Hopkins because it takes some of the heat off that. Bengals, Titans, 
Vikings, Dolphins, Panthers, Bengals. That's Mason Dolphins, looking up what Bears, the NFL teams Giants, are. Eagles. Turn that off. It's still going. What the fuck? Okay. okay. Anyway, where was I? Oh it's yeah, Wolfful is God. Wolfful is Wolfuller, and that's why. Wolfful is God. Okay. Jose. Uh, what's my X Factor is gonna be? Uh, the the hot dog and stance. <laughs> All right, I can't say Wolf Fuller. I'll say pick the defense. I'll say Cookie Cookie <laughs> Kiki Cootie. Cookie. I say Cookie. Cookie from uh, Kiki Cootie. He's uh he's dealing with some injury right now, but if he can be on the field with Wolf Fuller with Hopkins, uh, Watson has no excuse. Mm. Kiki. I think he's among the elite. Do you love me? At least for fantasy. Which correlates with the real NFL. This team will be hard to beat. But you you just said for some reason that the Indianapolis Colts are going to win the division. I think. Hope. I th- honestly think that, you know, I expect the worst, hope for the best. Mm. I'm hoping for the best of the Colts regarding Andrew Luck's injuries, T.Y. Hilton injury history. Um, Andrew Luck's current injuries and T.Y. Hilton's history. Um... If everything's good, I think it's going to be a pissing contest between the Texans and the Colts. Yeah, and that's what I expect, actually. I agree. And, you know, Andrew Luck is phenomenal. Marlon Mack showed that he can handle the lead back role. He he had a very good season. I like him a lot this year. T.Y. Hilton with Luck is is like ice cream with sprinkles. Eric Ebron was great. What? It was so funny about that. Because you know, that's, that's, that's a better combination than peanut butter and jelly, ketchup and mustard. Well, well it's because T.Y. Owen doesn't get many touchdowns. Yeah. So does peanut butter not get many touchdowns with jelly? No, 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 no. Peanut butter and jelly would be like the whole nine yards. It would be like Dak and Amari Cooper. <laughs> right. It would be a... <laughs> <laughs> they actually have Spencer Ware, too, by the way. Just a heads up. Who's that? I Who's don't that? know. Oh. They have Devin Funchess in the wide receiving core. Uh, Devin Funyans. Nice. And of course they have Adam Vinatieri. You need to win games, you throw him out there. <laughs> that guy's like legitimately not a human. One guy I want to own from Indianapolis. <laughs> okay. Listen, I think they're going to be good. I, I do too. I have them going 10 and 6. I think they could win the Super Bowl. Whoa. You just, I'm not overreacting. You just enough. laid that on me, Chief. Hold on. I just wanted you to know how serious I am. I have them going 10-6, and six, a potential playoff team in the AFC. Um, just a game behind Houston for the wild card, for the division. Um, they are they are going to be good. If Andrew Luck stays healthy, if T.Y. Hilton stays healthy. Whoa, what? Breaking if, news. If Gizzy keeps meowing, then the Colts do have a chance to make some noise. Um, in fantasy, the one guy I want to own, thank you, Hilton. T.Y. Hill. Gizmo likes T.Y. Hill. Um, touchdowns, though, Souza. That's the biggest part. If he plays a full 16-game season, this will be his best year to date, and I've already said that on record. If Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton both play a whole season, this will be a record-breaking year uh, as far as T.Y. Hilton standards. He will shatter like his it. own career highs. I like it. See... Now, when it comes to actually drafting these players, I'm going to want Marlon Mack because I just there, – there is that risk I keep warning about with Luck and Hill. And, but Marlon Mack seems to be the safe option there, and he had a great year last year. 
I don't think Luck's going to go out for the whole season or anything like that, but could be enough to hinder throwing deep balls to T.Y. Hilton. But Marlon Mack, though, I think his job's secure. I mean, Spencer Ware doesn't scare me. Naeem Hines doesn't scare me. They might take, combined, they might take a few of the pass-catching um, opportunities, but I think Marlon Mack, he also catches the ball, too. So, give me Marlon Mack. Safe. Safety. What guy do you want to hold, Mason? Um, I had already mentioned this earlier in one of our other podcasts, also Marlon Mack. Hmm. Uh, due to the fact that, like I had said previously, I'm sorry if you... Susan probably literally just said all this, but, uh... Oh, maybe if you were paying attention. Yeah, well, fucking... It's late. I'm tired. Oh. My throat's been sore for a month now. <laughs> uh, Marlon Mack has the potential to be an RB1. Um, especially with the potential for that offense. I think that the ceiling is there. Um, and I think, at worst, he is a mid-tier RB2. In my opinion, obviously. I'm going to branch off what both of you just said about Marlon Mack. Uh, he is my X Factor. I think if the Colts can finally have that one running back who we can trust week in and week out, uh, since you know who was there, Frank Gore. Hmm. Frank the Fossil. Um, Marlon Mack is that guy. If he's healthy, if he can consistently... Uh, be in that backfield for three downs, watch the fuck out. Because, like I said about the Texans, the Colts could be something scary, too, if guys stay healthy. Um, but Marlon Mack, yeah, definitely an X-Factor for that Colts team. All right, my X-Factor is Andrew Luck. Um, I know that a lot of this, basically, we had the caveat that it's, you know, like, health, like, notwithstanding. But Andrew Luck's the X-Factor. we got to see what happens with... Uh, his his uh, his cap because um, apparently he has uh, something I forget what the exact condition is called but it's osteoporosis no something like that I don't think so that's the only osteo I know yeah. I know basically it's calcification of, it's calcification of a muscle oh stone Just cold luck. Steve osteo yeah Lux calf or it's it's his ankle or something like that. I don't know. They've they've been reporting a bunch of different shit out of Indianapolis. Jim Irsay is high on some sort of drugs whenever he gives press conferences. So he just oh I didn't know that. Yeah, he's just like yeah man. I don't really know like whatever. But uh, Andrew Luck obviously is the centerpiece of that whole organization. He's the one that makes the operation go. Um, and we've seen what they look like when he's not there, and it's not pretty. Um, no, and they still have Jacoby Brissett. But that does not help. X, X Factor, Susan. What do you think? X Factor is going to be Andrew Luck, man. Okay. I'm more concerned with his health than T.Y. Yeah. And if, and if Luck is 100% ready to go, man, whew, watch out. That's watch right, baby. Watch the fuck out. After the Colts, <sighs> I have a team who will be making a rise. In your pants. Tennessee. Titans. Led. I'm just kidding. Led. By the man, the myth, the legend, Big Dick Nick. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, in case you forgot two years ago, they were about two minutes away from a Super Bowl. Don't remind me. But they didn't get to that Super Bowl. But now, Matt Souza, I ask you, with the acquisition of Nick Foles, with the defense that they did have, 
hmm. and still continue to do. Can Jacksonville make a playoff push and get back to the top of the AFC? No. This, I have, I have, I'm sorry. I have them going 9-7, and seven, by the way. Third in the division. Possible wildcard team. For wildcard team, they would have to be what? It's like all the division winners plus, plus two, two of the of best, best records. records. Yeah, in the whole AFC. No. I think the Texans and Colts, one's winning the division, the other's being a wildcard team. Like I said, pissing contest. And I just, no, I don't. Yeah, I can't true. think of another team off the top of my head, but a Chargers probably would be the other wild card team. Chargers, yeah. Um, I just defenses are tough. It's, it's tough to just. Yeah. It's tough to assume the Jags D is going to be as great as it was during that year. Um, it's tough to just assume that'll stay the same. So there might be some fluctuations there. But I'll tell you why it might be the same. With Nick Foles at the helm, with a healthy Leonard Fournette, the defense won't be on the field as much as they were for this past season. Hmm. Leonard Fournette is the guy I want to own this year in fantasy football. I think everybody forgot about Leonard Fournette and just how nasty he was his rookie year. If Leonard Fournette's healthy, he can hang with the best running backs in the league. He is a stud RB1 when healthy. And I think Nick Foles will only help him. Nick Foles will be able to game manage Get wide receivers the ball, like you mentioned earlier, Susan. You're a sleeper, D.D. Westbrook. D.D. It can only help the Jaguars' offense. Leonard Fournette is the guy if Jacksonville wants to be successful. Yeah, I agree. Um, Because I want to save Leonard Fournette for something else, I'm going to say the X Factor is going to be Nick Foles. I mean, we know what he... I didn't say X Factor, this guy went home. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. All right. My X Factor is Nick Foles, though. Then I might do that. Then. What the fuck? Are we all doing no, the same no, thing? No, sorry. All right, let me change it up then. I was going Leonard Fournette. My ex was going Nick Foles. Oh, wow. That's, well, I mean, there's really nobody else besides the sleeper DD Yeah, Westbrook. I'll just say... Um, Your defense. I'll, I'll switch it up a bit. I'll say DD Westbrook. Stay true to my sleeper. I'd okay. like to have him because I believe he'd be a nice flex. And if you can, like, slam dunk your flex position, you've got a good team. Yeah. Um, with my X Factor being... Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. It's got to be Nick Foles. Yeah, right, it has to be Nick Foles. So you guys talk about DD. You talk about Lamar. Uh, Lamar. Leonard got Lamar Miller on my brain. Hey. Uh, you, you talked about Leonard Fournette. So I'll talk about the X Factor, Nick Foles. Sure thing. So I think Nick Foles is the X Factor because literally all he has to do is be like a little bit better than Blake Bortles, and that team is good. That offense just needs to be good to the point that they aren't detrimental to their defense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that those guys on defense stay fresh. And I think a lot of a lot of the problem that that defense had last year is they're like, why the fuck are we busting our balls out here when the offense can't stay on the field for more than four plays? And the frustration gets doing? to them. You put an A.J. Green in a headlock. Plus it's hot or is that the other way around? Not only, no, but not only that. <laughs> think about the amount of short fields that you get, that have, are given up. Yeah. Through the fact Blake Bortles making a boneheaded decision at yeah, quarterback. Turnovers. Yeah, and that's why I think Nick Foles is a good fit for Jacksonville. Um, like I said, I have nine and seven. They could be higher. They could be lower. We don't know yet. A Jacksonville Jaguars team led by Nick Foles, but it's going to be interesting to see. And then rounding out the division, Tennessee Titans. I have them going seven and nine. They're a solid team, but they just won't be. They won't have enough 
to compete in this division um, and compete for a wild card spot because I just think the division's too stacked for them. I don't think Marcus Mariota will be good enough. I think players that will show flashes on how good they can be, like Derrick Henry and Corey Davis, who is the player. I'm sorry, who are the players that one I want to own in Derrick Henry, and then Corey Davis being my X factor. Um, Corey Davis is a lot of hype around him. I think as an X factor on this team, it has to be. Are you okay? I have cat hair literally all over my right, my left arm for some reason, and I don't know why. Mason's panicking. on that blanket. Oh. You would think he has spiders yeah, on it's, his it's shirt. it's cat hair, not poison ivy. I am allergic to cats, You're my fine. Friend. Everybody's allergic to cats. Anyways. Continue. Sorry. Derrick Henry, the guy I want to own. Corey Davis, my X-Factor. Tennessee Titans, 7-9, uh, bottom of the division. Solid, but not good, not bad. Yeah, I want. I really don't want anything to do with this team. I think they're garbage. Okay. If I want to, really if I want to own somebody, it's gonna be Dion Lewis because oh. he's gonna be cheap. He has the potential to be a flex if you need him, bye week, injury filler. It's like the kind of data I like. In the P- in the PPR department, he can provide, you know, useful points. And I think he, honestly, I would like him to be a good trade value. You know, if he has a couple good games, gets catches a couple passes, maybe a touchdown, I'd love to flip his ass and get away from the Titans. X factor. It's Mariota because, I mean, it's not like he's been in the league long enough to where it's like, all right. Yeah, let's think, go. Let's think, fucking go. Yeah, let's He's go. basically the Eric Ebron of quarterbacks. Yeah, so maybe he will have one year maybe. where he's nasty, but maybe. it's the same bad team. And, you know, I just, I'm not feeling it. But if this, if this team's going to be good, it's because it's going to be on his back. So. Guy you want to own. So, player I want, it don't even want to really own. If I had gun to my head, I had to pick. Somebody off the Tennessee roster. I'm taking their defense. Whoa. Yeah. You got to name every guy, though. Yeah, that's true. Fuck. Uh, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan. No, I'm just... <laughs> Former Patriots. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, they also have two good safeties, too. I forget um, what their names are. But they have, a, they have a, like, a, a low-key, pretty good defense. Which is why they were able to compete and have a playoff exactly. last year. Exactly. I think the problem with that team is that they're going to be a team that's like... They're going to win a lot of, like, grinded-out sort of games, like rock fights, where there's not going to be a lot of, like, fantasy relevance, but, like, they'll still win a good amount of games, if that makes sense. You know it's going to be, like, a couple saying? years ago when you wondered how on earth they, like, made the playoffs. Like, wait, what? She, the yeah, it seems, like, it seems like every year when it's around, like, week 15, 16, Tennessee Titans in the hunt. Yeah, you're like, wait And then we're like, wait. How? Yeah. <laughs> they have to be wrong. But um, X Factor for me is also Marcus Mariota. This is... I feel like this is kind of his last stab at uh, cementing whether or not he is going to be a starter in this league or just another guy who can come in and fill in or for just starts. another statistic. One more, one more uh, little note on the Titans, too. A guy we didn't mention who could help our X-Factor and Marcus Mariota, uh, Delaney Walker. He's back. True. Uh, D-Walk. I, I think he could be a security blanket for Mariota. He's been successful in the past in fantasy. Um, so he's another guy. Uh, you also don't mind taking a shot on, but uh, that I mean that just about does it today. I think we covered everything we needed. I feel, to. I feel like we're forgetting about something. I can't. No, uh, I mean, uh, no, we pretty much uh, did the last division. Yeah. Did our bus and uh, our sleepers? Yeah. Next week is a big episode because next week um, should be the majority of the world. 
uh, we'll be doing their fantasy drafts uh, for the upcoming season. So this is the next week is the show you're gonna want to listen to as we Get give fucking hype as we give our draft tips and our draft strategies. Uh, you can either you know take our advice. Or if you don't believe in us, we can go completely opposite direction, and it might work out for you. Yeah, I would actually advocate for that. Yeah. Thing to me. Yeah. Be like, be like, yeah, dude, fucking take an Alvin Kamara. And they're like, mm, he's gonna tear his ACL now. Um. So that's next week's episode. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's good. Gonna be love talking about the draft. Yeah. Um. Anybody who drafts before Labor Day weekend, um, I feel bad for them. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you can't help but. But I get it, you know, everybody's like, oh, do I gotta work? I'm working that week, or I can't. Or it's going back to school. Yeah, or, you know, <laughs> jerking off on a Saturday. School. Fuck you, dude. Injuries happen, and you want to wait till the last possible moment to make sure that no guy that you draft on your fantasy team has the risk of being hurt in the last preseason game, in the last training camp practice. And like I said, if it was up to me, I'd draft the day of that Thursday night opening season game. Just for sh- just for surety and clarity, think of it this way: If we drafted a day later last year on that Labor Day weekend, I wouldn't have picked Le'Veon Bell because the day after he said that you know he might hold out. And if we drafted a day earlier, we would have drafted Jared, Jared McKinnon. McKinnon. Well, so we did draft Jared McKinnon because well, it happened like that. Day. Your yeah. uncle drafted Jared McKinnon. That's true. But um, yeah, so like I said, next week's episode is going to be big. Don't forget to Huge. send us any questions you have about the draft, about fantasy, about football in general. Because we'll probably ignore them and not answer them on the podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. But we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you for listening once again. Thanks so much. To the Stella Shutter Podcast. Yeah. We love you. Um, guys, I think that's about it. Yeah. So... Fuck! Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.